Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 533 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell and my guest is Alicia Rye. One weekend, Alicia got married and then two weeks later, a new book came out. So we have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about her wedding, the parties and how part of her wedding was at a celebrity's mansion. We're going to talk about her newest book, Partners in Crime, which is so fun. And we're going to talk about writing great capers. So please come party and reminisce and celebrate with us. Hello and thank you to our Patreon community. Hello, folks. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We have bonus episodes for the Patreon folks. We have a Discord server coming very soon. I'm actually setting up the permissions right now. And we have lots of fun discussing each episode. So if you would like to join the Patreon community, please have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. And hello to Rachel G. I have a compliment today. Honeybees like to nap in flowers because they have their little bee bums hanging out. And the reason that they do this is because they know that if you see it, you will smile. And bees love to make you smile. If you would like to have a compliment of your own, again, patreon.com slash smartpitches. This episode is brought to you in part by a new advertiser, Honey Love, where you can find the perfect, comfortable shapewear, bras, panties, and leggings. That sounds like my daily uniform. How about you? We have an exclusive deal for our listeners. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love's best deal that they offer. Get 20% off your whole order with code Sarah at HoneyLove.com. Honey Love is here to revolutionize the shapewear industry. Instead of overly tight, sticky fabrics that roll up or down when you least want them to, Honey Love offers comfortable target compression technology that supports your midsection without, if you're me, feeling kind of ill from all the tightness. You don't have to worry about Honey Love's Superpower Short rolling down either. And this is a problem I have all the time with my own curves. The Superpower Short is supportive without being constricting. And the design is so thoughtful. Honey Love also offers more than just sculpt wear. They have supremely comfortable bras, tank tops, and leggings. 
The crossover bra is the most popular and I understand why it offers support. Yes, please. Without underwires. Oh, yes, please. The quality of their products is outstanding and the details are so thoughtful and logical. You will feel incredible in Honey Love. No matter the occasion, you deserve to look and feel your absolute best. Get 20% off at honeylove.com with code Sarah. Calling all of my honeys. You deserve this. This episode is brought to you in part by a new advertiser, Next Evo Naturals. If you've been thinking about trying CBD or you've been hearing a lot about the benefits of CBD, may I suggest trying Next Evo Naturals. Next Evo Naturals are unique CBD gummies that were developed to be fast acting and effective. And there are two kinds, one for stress and one for sleep. And you can probably guess the one that I tried first. I love sleep. I am all about getting good sleep. And CBD can help when you have trouble sleeping. It helps me relax so I fall asleep easier and I stay asleep longer. Next Evo Naturals were developed with smart sorb technology that improves and speeds up the CBD absorption. So I feel the difference in as little as 10 minutes. Next Evo's triple action CBD sleep helps me get more refreshing rest naturally. Not only is there CBD to calm my brain down, but the gummy also includes fast-acting melatonin, so I get to sleep fast, and controlled-release melatonin, so I sleep longer and wake up feeling, well, like I had really good sleep, because I did. Next Evo is the only brand to combine these proprietary ingredients in one product. Get better night's rest and a better day tomorrow with products from Next Evo Naturals. For up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use promo code Sarah at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com, promo code Sarah. Wilbur thinks you should order some too. Are you ready to do a podcast? Let's talk books and weddings with Alicia Rye. Hi. Hi. What's it been, like four days? I know. I feel At like we're back. Days. I feel like we're back recording the old podcast because like we, yes. just, we just spoke for like I know so forever. long. I know. <laughs> How you doing? Did you get any sleep? Um, I'm still recovering. Uh it has not been that long. I fell asleep like standing in the shower the other morning. So uh, that's about how good it's going. I think I think we're both just so exhausted. Like it was such a go, go, go few days. And on top of that, like high emotional stress, high psychological stress. So I mean, it wasn't it's just, just a wedding oh. that you were throwing yourselves. Yes. Over Correct. three, four days. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just multiple events that we had to coordinate ourselves. All right. So um, I want you to know there was a moment in the reception where the DJ said, you know, if anyone would like to say any words, and mm-hmm. I did not stand up, but I want you to know it was a real close thing because I really wanted to get up there and just you start another have. start another episode of Love Struck. See how quickly you would have jumped up and like done the done the I, done the I, intro. I would have immediately, I would have immediately jumped up and done the intro. <laughs> yeah, you know they asked us if we wanted to do um, an open mic after our scheduled toast, like after our bridal party toasts were done. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, that sounds fun. And uh, Kai's parents were like very anti this. Like they argued with him because they're like, 90 people are going to get up and make a toast. And I was like, actually, I think nobody's going to get up because people like, you know, they, they need a minute once they're put on the spot. Yeah. But I think it would be a nice gesture in case there is like, Somebody out there who He's wants to jump up and just, yeah, just, to start just has, something. 
yeah, dying to say something. And the DJ was really good. Like she said to us beforehand, like they go too long or if you don't like what they're saying, just give me a nod and I'll cut them off. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Uh, Your so, DJ's going to play off the speeches. Yeah, oh I was God. like, oh, cool. You're going to like get a big hook and knock him out of the place. That's fantastic. Start playing so them I, off like at the Oscars. I, I wasn't worried at all, but his parents were just like, they're going to be talking forever. And then so when nobody came up for the open mic, I was like so vindicated. <laughs> it's like Kai and I. Kai and I were so smug. We we're like, see, see. <laughs> but I heard, I, I did hear a lot of people, our videographer had set up a camera outside. So yes. I did hear a lot of people went out and said things there for, for us to listen to later. So I'm yes. happy about that. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Alicia, yes, congratulations Sarah. on many, many things. Lots Thank of things. You. A whole Lots series of things. of things, like a whole pile yes. of things. Yes. Would you recommend getting married mm-hmm. and releasing a book? in a two-week span? No. No. Shockingly, <laughs> shockingly, I would not would recommend not this. You would not recommend? I would not recommend this one bit. This has been uh, probably the most stressed out. I mean, they're they're both good things, right? They're so, both wonderful things, but yeah, they require so, a lot of attention in the lead up and yes, then in the aftermath. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. I mean, I think... Uh, it's it's a book release is kind of weird in that um you would think that once you write the book you don't have a lot to do with it <laughs> no but you actually it's it actually just ramps up more after that oh yeah so once like, it's done oh yeah once they have like the widget to sell <laughs> there's like <laughs> 10 million things that you as the chief creator of the widget have to do on top of that and so please I, put I, that on I, your business cards by the way <laughs> Chief widget, widget creator. Yeah. Chief widget creator. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's what it feels like sometimes where I'm like, okay, I've given you this product. Uh, should like automate, right? And it's like, no, it's not going to automate. And so there's interviews to do. There's like things to write for it. There are, um, you know, signings to arrange. There's, e- there's just emails to answer. There's nonsense emails to answer all the time. And so it's, it's just a lot of administrative work. Oh, and yes. then on top of that, with the wedding, I mean, we didn't, we had a coordinator, like we had a day of coordinator, but we didn't have a wedding planner um, because we were like, we got this, no big deal. I used to be a florist. I can handle this. I've planned weddings before, um, but I did not anticipate planning a wedding with my own family <laughs> in, you know, with our own families and their very high emotions. Like that had never been something I had to deal with before because I was I was the vendor before, like I wasn't in the mix. And yeah. so that, that was like an enormous, uh, period of stress as well. So like that, that did really complicate things yeah, a little bit. than I thought it would. Yes. That's very. why in the movie, The Wedding Planner, if you remember the opening sequence, she has this utility belt and on it is Valium and she just gives it to the parents. She just <laughs> gives them Valium. Here you go. Take this. Oh man. I wish I had just carried that with me. It was, it was a close a call there. For, yeah. A little, just like, Pop this in your mouth, please. <laughs> Just put this under your tongue for a few minutes. You'll be fine. Leave me alone. For a few <laughs> so have they left you alone now that it's done? Um, Not really. See, that, that's uh, not cool. No, you would think. I, I said to Kai that I, we are never doing anything like that. Never throwing a party again that requires any kind of like parental input whatsoever. Like, like I know, I know babies are going to come and, you know, like that's going to require some work and stuff like that. But, but I feel like now we have the experience to be like, no, 
<laughs> and just walk away. Like, because we, I, I realized that we should have shut a lot of things down early that we did not. That was our biggest uh, takeaway from this. If I could give you a small piece of advice. Please do. You know, I love your advice. When you have babies, it's much like a wedding. Everyone loses their mind over the things that they think are so very important and you have to do it this way and you must do it yeah. this way. And this is the way that you do it. And when you are blending two very different families and two very different cultures, all of a sudden mm-hmm. things that they hadn't talked about before become like the most important thing. Oh, yeah. The most minor things became right? like huge deals. Yeah. But I also found that when I had a baby, it was a lot easier for me to set firm and clear boundaries because mm. I was doing it on behalf of someone else. And it was my job to set boundaries for them. Mm. It was harder for me to set boundaries for me because these are mm-hmm. my parents, right? Like they right. installed my buttons. Of course, they know how to press them. Like right, right, they were, right. They were there exactly. for the install. They know how to press exactly. all of my buttons. Very low effort. Right. But when right, right. I was in the process of thinking, okay, what are the boundaries for my child? I was like, okay, everyone's listening to me and no one says a word. And everyone makes fun of Bridezilla. No one fucks mm. with a new mom. Yeah. Zero that fucking with thing. a new mom. I was like, you know, Bridezillas are not made in a vacuum. No, <laughs> they are not. <laughs> no, they are not. It's just, yeah. But yeah, I do not recommend, long story short, I do not recommend uh, releasing a book back to back with with the wedding. It was... It seems um, like a lot from where I'm sitting. It, it was a lot. And I was just a It guest. was a lot. Yes. Well, you were more than a guest. Uh, that is very... Can I tell you... Um, like Kai, when we got back, said, if we ever do anything with our families again, like a vacation or something, uh, Sarah and Adam have to come with us. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just because we diffuse the tension or we take you, out the trash? <laughs> no, both things. You are very good at counseling us from losing our, you know, losing our, like, everything. Because we, well, one, like, the day I, I kind of melted down was the day of our rehearsal, which was on Friday of the, of the weekend. Yes. And like, I was sobbing in the car outside of our, rehearsal, oh, of our no. wedding venue. Like, and poor Kai is like, it's you okay. know, trying his best, it's but okay. didn't know what to do. But we went to dinner that night and then we saw you at the same restaurant. Yes. We, we were, were across the restaurant from yeah. each other. And so we came over and sat with you and we talked it through and we felt so much better afterwards. Aww, so you I'm were really so like glad. our, like our emotional. We're your emotional support. support wedding guests. Yes, you are. You are. And so after that, I was like, they just have to come with us. Okay. All right. So I have a question. Do you want yes. to talk about the book first or do you want to talk about the wedding first? Because I have some let's, things to ask about both. Oh, let's talk about the book first. Okay. So first of all, I have done this three times on three different podcasts. So everyone who is listening is going to hear me say this one more time. I owe you an apology. I fucking inhaled this book. Uh, I deep gorped it. Like, I, you know how, like, you just unhinge your jaw and eat a, eat a sandwich? That was me with this uh, book. I squeed about it on, like, three different discords. I emailed Christina and Lauren, was like, oh, my God, have you read it? It's so good. It is so fucking delightful. You did uh, an outstanding job. And you know I'm that asshole who would be like, so let me tell you about the part I didn't like, which I'm not going <laughs> to do because I friggin' loved this book so uh, much. It was so fun. I could not handle myself. It was oh, brilliant. Thank you. That makes me so happy. Point in fact, I also enjoyed your wedding, but let's go back to the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good job on all of the tasks all of this month. Right, 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 right. How long have you been working on this plot? What inspired this one? Oh, you know, I've been working on it for about two years. Yeah. And, and you mentioned I'm writing a yeah. heist and I was like, oh. 
Yep. Yeah, I, I started writing it, I think, in, in 2020, sort of in the pandemic, and which was hard because I was also working on books that were contracted at the time, and this mm-hmm. was not contracted. Oh, this but was a, this was just for you. Yeah, this was just something I started on my own because I really wanted to write like a heisty kind of like adventure book. Um, it's not really a heist. I would say it's more of a caper. Would you say it's, it's got it's like heist caper, elements? Hijinks. Yes, it's got it's got hijinks. It's very much like kind of hangoverish, and that like you know they're they're trying to solve something and find something. But so I started working on it, and I think it was just because I needed an adventure. Like uh, we went to I'd never been to Las Vegas before. Now I've been like a billion times, but I I'd never been to Las Vegas before, and that was the first vacation Kai and I took together during the pandemic. Um, because we met shortly before the pandemic. And so we hadn't really gotten a chance to get away anywhere. So we went there and we stayed in a hotel room for like a weekend. That was it. We didn't see anybody. We didn't do anything, but it was such a wonderful, like glamorous staycation, I thought. And I thought, you know, and, and after that, like, I just kind of, every time we went, I felt a little bit more in love with the city. And so I thought I got to like set a book here. And the only thing I can think of for the perfect book here would be like a caper, like something where it's like, you know, date night ask, hangover ask, where like they're they're going from place to place. They gotta find something, you know, they're looking for something. And so that's where it started. And uh it just kinda came out of that. And I I pitched it to my editor and I said, <laughs> initially pitched it as Indian matchmaking meets date night, which in the end it doesn't have quite as much to do with <laughs> either, but that was the initial pitch. And she was like, But it's got okay. that energy. It's got that it's energy. Got that, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but in the beginning, that's kind of what it started as. And she was like, okay, I'm, I'm like game to listen for more. And so I, you know, I wrote up the synopsis I sent her and she's like, I love this. It's fantastic. And, and so we, we went from there, but it, it has been a long time in the making. Um, I write a lot of my books, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time on a lot writing a lot of books. I'm not as prolific as some other romance authors, like one a year is, is plenty or even two a year is like pushing it for me. But, uh, but this one has been in in the stew for a while. And it's very complex. There's a lot it of is, moving parts to this plot. I had uh, you know that that meme from Always Sunny with the with the string yeah. and the that is what my office looked like. I had a bulletin <laughs> board. I'm not kidding. It was like I was actually solving a crime. Like I had I got um architecture paper from somewhere, you know, those big rolls. And yeah. I rolled it, I unrolled it and I taped it to the windows uh to follow along. Yeah, to follow along with the plot. But it is extremely complicated. Um in a good way, I hope. Like I yeah. hope it's not so complicated that you can't follow it. Mm-hmm. But uh but it is it, it's a it's a complex plot that had a lot of moving parts that I'm not, you know, I, I write rom coms that do are complex, but not like that. Like not where there's also a mystery and right. you know things going on beyond the surface. So uh so yeah, it was it was a lot to keep but track usually of. your plots deal with um, either a big family secret or a lot of yeah. family drama right. and how the drama affects everyone else. So soap this, opera. Yes, yeah. very soap opera. This was not yeah. only soap opera, family drama, both sides, but also mm-hmm. a paper heist yes. pursuit. I mean, there was yes. a lot going on in here. Yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> Trust me, it was a lot. It was oh, a lot God. to write it. Yeah, it was fun. Now, I want to ask you specifically about one element. I Obviously, when a book is new, I don't do spoilers in the podcast, so mm-hmm. we're not going to go into spoiler territory here. But one of the things that is within the first few chapters is your heroine, Mira, has coping mechanisms. They're not mm-hmm. all healthy. 
but she's yes. actively engaged in the internal landscape of her anxiety. And I noticed mm-hmm. that this is a common theme among a lot of your characters. You had a character with tattoos who would trace the tattoos as a way of grounding herself when she was feeling panicking anxiety. You have characters that work on breathing. You have characters that center themselves. And you have characters, especially in this book, that go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And you have yeah. you have a lot of work on the internal landscape of the characters and their struggles with mental health. So not only do we have family drama and a jewel caper, but we have mental health care and also hot sex as a way (laughs) of bringing the two characters together. Do you Mm -hmm. think about the mental health care aspects as you're plotting or is that something that just gets baked in because this is the way that you manage your brain? Uh, I think a lot of it is baked into the story. But there's some things that I do very consciously. I mean, I try to write as consciously as possible in general, but, but there are definitely, uh, when it comes to mental health things, I want to handle them as delicately and as respectfully as possible. So I do spend a lot of time, uh, making sure that, you know, I, I've represented the character to the best of my ability. Um, I have a lot of experience with anxiety as you, may or may not know. (laughs) Funny enough, me too. Yes. I I have a lot of experience with, you know, not having sort of a neurotypical brain. So I have, you know, that's personal experience, but, but also, you know, I have, I have a lot of very great friends and family who, you know, talk to me about, um, you know, what's going on with them. And, and that sort of, when I'm shaping a character, you know, I, I just, I take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but I, I do do it very consciously and very deliberately. Um, so, and, and I do think especially like, you know, adults today are very, very conscious, you know, of their mental health and of how they were raised and the trauma they carry from that and how it plays out in their life and with their new, you know, with their families, their found families, their friends, Mm -hmm. their loved ones. I think it's, it's something that weighs on a lot of people. And so I think it's important to create characters who are adults now who, who also. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, handle that. They also have to deal with that and, and have to come to some sort of uh, some sort of acknowledgement of that within themselves. Yeah, it provides a, it provides a foundation for the characters to grow, but also exhibit how much they've already grown. Mm-hmm. You're, you, these yes. are characters that are already working on finding their own best way to be. And then yeah. the story is part of that, but it doesn't start at the very beginning. 
Right. And it doesn't start at the end either. No, we're all, we're all works in progress. And, uh, one thing that always used to bug me when I was single and which I will never, ever say to any single person is that, oh, well, you have to work on yourself, you know, before you can get in a relationship or you have to, you have to be okay with being single or you have to be okay with being lonely. Like you have to be, you have to be perfect before you can find somebody who loves you as you are. And that's two contradictory messages. Mm-hmm. Somebody should be able to meet you where you are, yeah. wherever that might be in your journey and uh, as well as your mental health journey. So that's really important for me to show is that, you know, they, they might have coping mechanisms and they might be conscious and be going to therapy. But, you know, these are these are just normal people who have normal people problems and nobody is perfect. Nope. And nobody's yeah. immune from feeling anxious either. Right. Yes, absolutely. So um, are any of the characters in this book going to become a sequel? You left, uh, you left some sequel bait doors open. Don't think I didn't there, notice. There are some sequel bait doors. Who do you think is going to become a sequel? Okay, sequel <laughs> bait characters. Um, let's see. Can I say without spoiling? Just thinking about the pl- I, plot. Maybe, maybe don't say the name. Just say their relation. Okay, sure. so there are uh, there is a sibling who could become a sequel mm-hmm. bait. There Correct. is a um a a friend. Mm-hmm. Who could become sequel bait? I mean, heck, I would read about the matchmaker. She sounds like a terror. <laughs> she sounds like a terror. I think she might be retiring soon, so we'll see about her. But, uh, so the the sibling is uh, who is slated for the next book. So I'm writing that now. Oh, and the um, and the friend on both. There's friends on both sides that could be sequel bait. There are friends Her on friend both and sides. His friend. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, but the, it's the sibling. It's the sibling, and possibly some other characters who are in there. You might see them. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Was Naveen inspired by Prince Naveen from The Princess and the Frog? <laughs> no, but I I have held for a long time that Prince Naveen from Princess and the Frog is an Indian, you know, Raja or whatever, you know, he is. Yeah, and I they- thought that was... No, they like, I believe in the movie, they gave him like some fake country. Like he's not uh, Indian in the movie, but he has an Indian name and he looks Indian. That's but what I thought. Clearly, yeah, I, no. clearly, I wouldn't pay it's, attention to that name at all. No, because I was like, oh, uh, Naveen, yeah. Naveen from... Yeah, I was like, oh my God. they have the same energy. Yeah, they do have the same energy. Um, it's it's maybe subconsciously, sure. Because <laughs> he is one of my favorite princes. I think he's, he's very cool. He's just a <laughs> relentlessly cheerful guy who screws up. Yes. And they have that, yeah. that positive sort of, okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do things for other people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to keep going. And and he's very optimistic. They have very similar energy. Naveen was probably more like inspired by a lot of attorneys I know. Who really? Have, you know, like he has kind of a silver tongue. Like he can kind of talk his way out of any situation when he can't talk his way. I mean, that's when Mira comes in to yeah. like, you know, to get the big guns out. Um, but he he has very much a silver tongue and I do know, you know, he has had to deal with stuff in the past that I think a lot of attorneys have to deal with in terms yep. of mental health and yep. in terms of substance abuse and things like that. Um, it is one of the professions that has the highest rates of alcoholism. So, and, and it's not, it's like functional, right? Like he's still functional and, and he had to sort of go through that. Uh, so yeah, I would say he's, he's probably inspired by a lot of attorneys, maybe sexier. Than... <laughs> a little bit. So, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of that was pulled from my legal experience of, of knowing that that's what a lot of 
attorneys have to deal with on the high burnout and everything like that. Oh, yeah. So. And Prince Naveen. And Prince Naveen, possibly. So. Yes. Just to say it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So wedding questions. Yes. What were your favorite memories of the wedding? Favorite memories of the wedding. Do you remember it? I swear I have. I, I saw the whole thing. I have. No, no, I have so many. You, before the wedding, you told me to take a snapshot. A mental snapshot. Yeah, I give this of advice like to a lot of one, people. Of one moment. Yeah. And I took, I tried to take so many, like I got greedy. <laughs> and so I think one of my favorite moments was when we, our grand entrance where we came in and there's uh, a tradition, Kai is Liberian. There's a tradition and, and Ghanaian and there's a tradition with uh it's called the Lapa where like, you know, the ants come forward with like their cloths and, you know, they kind of rub. Yeah. Yeah. They rub uh, with the and, we, and we like, we like dance with them. We walk on the cloth. And so it's, it was like a, it was such a like warm and loving tradition that I hadn't really experienced before. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Cause I love his, I loved his ants, you know, like we all became pretty close over the weekend. And so I was like, this is so like, such a loving, accepting tradition. And I loved it so much. Um, I think our first dance is a memory that uh, we're going to... That was incredible. It was <laughs> a whole montage. You did we a did montage. A, we did a medley of three songs and it was choreographed. And I'm sad that we don't get to practice that dance anymore because we practiced for months for that dance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it showed. So we were like, we should take we should take dance lessons now so we can keep like dancing or something because we really enjoyed it. Um, that's a memory, I think... Uh, yeah, there's just so many great memories. I can't, it was like just dancing with everyone. Like I, our goal in the beginning was to have a wedding where people were dancing till the end. And we got that. Like yes, people were on, on the dance floor, on their feet from beginning to end. And that was yep. really, really cool. Um, just to have that dance floor packed was so fun. Watching, watching Kai do the, um, kid and play dance with his brother, I think uh, was that was adorable. Like. <laughs> Or watching my nephew, like he was, he was doing, um, I don't know, he was doing some dance and I was and cute. Nene. Oh yeah, he was doing whip and Nene. And he yeah. didn't and realize because he, he was facing the DJ. So he didn't know he was. He didn't realize that everyone was watching him. In like, a semi-circle. Yeah. He was the, show, he was the yeah. showcase and we yeah. were all, he didn't have, he just, he was just getting down. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. I mean, he was, he's like nine years old and he, he was just like killing it on oh, the dance floor. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, there's so many minute like moments or or like my older nephew doesn't like he's very somber and serious. Like he's like a little old man in in, you know, kids' clothes. And at one point, like we were doing uh we were doing some dance and I looked over at him and I smiled and he like gave me the biggest, cheesiest grin Aww. back. And I was like, Oh, that's like something I'm gonna remember forever, I think. So I have to tell you something about mm-hmm. the Mendy and the Hindu service. Yes. So we were at a mansion. Yes. <laughs> and you found this on Airbnb? Okay. So I found this on Pure Space. Pure uh, Space? Yes. So what the hell Pure is Space. A Pure Space? A Peer Space is like Airbnb for events. So you can't have events at Airbnbs anymore. Oh. And so Peer Space or Gigster, like they are. Uh, services designed to let you rent a place for a party for a specific amount of time. Ah. And I found this mansion on there and I thought it was wildly like it was like $300 an hour, which for the market in, in the other comparable. That's very uh, reasonable. Very reasonable for that, for that area, for the size of the house. I mean, the house was 
full kitchen that we and no rules really it was like you know 75 people max it was kind of like a loosey-goosey got no age restrictions no nothing about like serving like no restrictions on serving alcohol which we didn't really serve but it was fine uh no restrictions on anything like you could do whatever you wanted and it charged like kind of a hefty cleaning fee but i was like well it's a mansion in vegas i'm sure they have to clean up a lot and of it stuff was white so, white floor white white, walls, white everything white everything, everything was white everything, was, everything white. was white and like when we got there it was almost like somebody like a lot of these places are like staged places like they're not places people live oh yeah staging when my house was staged to sell it was like yes. aliens that matched their patterns lived in my house right. with me and it was really weird and this was like a staged place but there was also like when we walked in on, in the front of the bar all of these like bottles of very fancy liquor were like arranged and they were like half drunk. And I was like, that's kind of weird. So we put those liquors away because we're like, I don't think we're allowed to touch these. I don't want to deal with like someone drinking it by accident. So we put them like to the side because I didn't want any issues with it. Um, They were really accommodating. They let us come in early to set up at like 7am. And then we went and changed afterwards, which was its own stress. Uh, But they let us come in early to, to, you know, set up. They didn't charge us for that time. We it, we were supposed to leave by four. We didn't leave by until five because you know it took a while for to get everybody out the door and clean up and everything. Um, and I had texted them around three thirty, and I was like, "Hey, um, we're going to be an extra hour. If you want to add an hour to our booking, that's fine with me." Yeah. And the guy texted me back, and he was like, "Uh, yeah, no problem. I'm going to be there in like twenty minutes, so you guys just do your thing." And I was like, "Okay, uh, all right, cool." Um, and so it was all like a little weird, like everything was a little bit like, this seems odd. And the guy just introduced himself as the property manager. And yes, that was it. He didn't even tell it, tell me his name. Cause no. I was there very, I was there. Yes, early. you were, yeah. you were like our, you were like our chief coordinator that day. Cause you were the <laughs> only one. I was like, and I was so glad I told you to go early. Cause like we had some family drama, there were fights. And so like, we were late. Uh, and Sarah was there like directing our cater. Like I heard Sarah in the background, my priest called, uh, the priest called and he was like, um, hi, I'm here to set up. I don't see you. I don't see your sister yet. And cause we were the two point of contacts for him. And I hear Sarah in the background going, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm in charge. <laughs> Until you got there. Yeah. And, well, and, the thing is, he, if you tell Adam be somewhere at 1130, he will be there. He will be. Yeah. You were like, I called you at 1120 and you're like, I am eight minutes away. I yeah. will be there. And so. He, Sarah, like, got him set up. And I and I said to the priest, yep, that is Sarah and that she is in charge. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to Sarah. And and he, like, you you set him up beautifully and showed him where to go and everything. So that was very, I was very grateful for that. I was so glad you were there. And then my, at the end of the party, my brother-in-law comes out. And, like, we were not, like, there was a mudroom there that we were using the fridge in because something had happened with the fridge in the kitchen. Oh, they, so, I asked, they cut the water line, the water line to yes. the main fridge got, and for the record, the space for the fridge was like massive. This, this was, oh, this had I to have been two fridge. fridges. It yeah, was, it I, was enormous, the space I available wish, for this fridge. Like, and, and he was like really apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. You have to use this back fridge. And we're like, that's fine. Um, and so my brother-in-law went in there and like, happened to notice or was snooping i don't know he's a curious guy happened to notice a uh, a flyer like tossed in the recycling bin and he noticed the name on it and i will not say the name on it because yes. i i do not want to blow anything up but uh it was a rather famous sports person very famous that, like person. even i 
Like even I know who it is. Yes. And so he came out like running. He's like, have you seen this? And we're all like gathered around looking at it. And then my friend Allie goes, guys, there's ring cameras all around here. They're like hearing and, you know, seeing what we're doing right now. And so I was like, drop it. So he <laughs> dropped the thing on the floor. There's like a photo of it on the floor. But, but yeah, like, I don't know. I we don't were know partying if, like, in a famous person's house. Oh, I got married, well, religiously married in a famous person's house. Yes, so conveniently was, with a lot of taxidermy and Ganesha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. Like when we walked in, I had bought like a little Ganesha like cutout for for the actual ceremony, like as decor. And we walked in and there's a huge giant stone one just sitting Massive. in I was, I was like, did you put this in the car? This is really heavy. Who's carrying and, this out? Yeah. And like, I was like, does an Indian person own this house? And then my friend goes, um, there's like taxidermied animals anywhere. There was everywhere. so I much it's taxidermy. Just, there was an I absolutely think it's just, astonishing yeah. amount of taxidermy involved in this house. <laughs> so, so she was like, I think it's a white guy who just thought it was cool. And, was, and sure enough, that's uh, yes, probably yes, what it was. It was. <laughs> I mean, that was the, the thing that we were talking about later is that in a lot of ways, like, uh, our parents like actively hinder us in a lot of ways, like in getting this done. It just because of their own anxieties, like of not course. because they were trying to sabotage us or anything like that, but their own anxieties about us being able to pull this off and, and their doubts about us really yeah. were challenging. But the only reason like both days came out perfect, our Hindu ceremony and our, you know, Western ceremony uh, were because of our friends, like our friends, showed up like showed out like helped us in every way you especially Sarah like you like you were our day of coordinator that day like we don't know how we would have done it uh because I think I assumed that there wouldn't be like somebody trying to like hold us you know trying to throw wrenches in the process and there were a few people trying to throw wrenches in the process yep. um and because but, we're friends I'm not a member of your family I don't care yeah, I'll just be like I, yeah. need I think Adam took the trash out like 12 times yeah, he was very much on top of the trash, <laughs> which and, was very helpful. And like, he was like, I'm going to put this in here because, he, you know, he's he's we've done enough entertaining and his mother yeah. is always entertained. He always yeah. talks to his mom on Sunday. So I actually took the earpiece out of his ear and stuck it in my ear. I was like, Charlene, hey, it's Sarah. Now, first of all, I don't talk on the phone. So there's this long pause and she goes, Sarah? I'm like, yeah, I'm a, it, it, I have to tell you. I have to tell you how proud you should be of your son because yes. we went in, we set up the food, we cleaned up, he took out the trash. He was he was just doing was everything. No, didn't need star. to be asked. Didn't even yeah. like, what do I need to do? He just like stepped mm. in, took out the trash. Well, yeah. then we told her that whose who's trash we were taking out <laughs> in this house. And then I remember. So the hotel was very, very nice. The toilet uh -huh. paper at the hotel, not so great. Not oh, great really? Toilet. The toilet paper oh, in the hotel, okay. not I my favorite that. thing. It was okay, very, right. very thin. But the toilet paper at the celebrity's house, that was some high quality Charmin. So I just want you to know, we stole toilet paper. We we just rolled you, up some toilet paper, I took it back so to the hotel. And, uh, I, and it was my idea. Like, of course, you know, I'm married to an attorney. He would never think of minor larceny of toilet paper. I'm like, mm -hmm. you should take some of the toilet paper. Yes. That's... So we now have a square of commemorative toilet paper <laughs> in our house. I, I will be honest. We did keep that recycled mailer. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. So you're in good company. We all did it a little bit. But we were just like, oh, my God, it was. I, I was so like that day was probably the most stressful day for me. And I was so happy when it was done. And I thought the next day will be 
smooth sailing and DIY then it started is out hard it's very DIY, hard DIY is very hard and and like I said I think if you know it hadn't been made so challenging I think it would have like we were we had planned we had over planned like everything like including going there so early in the morning like we had the chips set in the bowls like we had everything ready to go oh, yeah. um yeah like everything we walked was in like, and it was like five people and everything was like 80 percent done we just needed yeah to yeah put chips you just and things. and then and then greet everybody's yeah. which is like thank which is a huge thing so like so grateful again that you were there it was quite an event it was quite a weekend it was beautiful um, but the events were made possible by our friends like we are 100 like I, I was said, we are so lucky in the friends <laughs> and the friends and the siblings we have, like my older sister, um, Kai's older brother, like they really were like big siblings this time. Like they really took over and did a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, I want to tell you, you had the temporary tattoos at the, oh, at the Mendy. These good. are so good. Yeah. They aren't so they amazing? Good. So I got those from, um, an independent henna artist in, San Diego. Her name's Gopi Henna, G-O-P-I-H-E-N-N-A. And she sells those on Etsy and they're her own artwork and they're really amazing. I'm glad you used one because I thought nobody used them. I was oh, like, no, so me many and, uh, me and uh, Sasha did, both of us. Oh, good. I didn't want to take good, too good. many because I wanted other people to have, but I oh, love this good. thing. I love it so oh, much. Good. I'm so glad you like it. And it's lasted a long time. Huh? It, it looks really like a real tattoo. It does. Actually, it does. Yeah, it it looks look really like good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Is your henna still on? Yeah, mine is still on. Um, it's starting to fade now, but it's yeah. still it's still there. Um, Gorgeous. I, I, like, I'm going to be a little bit sad when it's gone. I was thinking maybe taking like an element from it and and make, having like a real tattoo on my wrist or something from Ooh. it. Um, just as like a memory. Uh, but we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which piece I like or what I would want Ooh. from it. Yeah. I, I mean, I have photographs from it from every angle, so it's not an issue of someone recreating it. But yeah, my henna artist was fantastic. Her name was Jasmine um, in in Las Vegas, like Divine Henna, I think is there. I couldn't post anything that week because I was so stressed out and tired and everything. But uh, now that I'm back, I'm going to share things. And I'm really excited to share the vendors that we really loved because I think that they were mostly independent um, and, and all to a fault, like amazing, like all, all small businesses, um, family owned things, except for our main wedding venue and except for the, well, I guess even the place we peer spaced, (laughs) (laughs) just not owned by, maybe not owned by somebody who needs the money, but (laughs) maybe not getting, maybe not getting that money as we, I did Google the address and found it on a wedding website for someone who's getting married on the 28th of October. Oh, okay. So So then you change and then then I I almost emailed them. I was like, listen. Be careful. (laughs) It's going to be great, but just be prepared that you have to use the fridge and the laundry room. Otherwise, everything's great. Yeah. (laughs) What books are you reading, if any, that you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. So my next book is The Christmas Wish by Lindsay Kelk. I'm doing an event with her in December. I'm very excited about that. She seems very lovely. Isn't Um, it weird that there are things that happen after your wedding? Yeah, it is a little weird that things are like the world continues to turn and I'm not at the center of it anymore. (laughs) I remember very clearly I got married on May 28th and I remember very clearly saying to Adam at one point, do you know there's going to be a May 29th? Yeah, there's going to be a whole week after (laughs) and then a month and then a year like the world's going to keep on turning. It's weird. But yeah, so that's happening in December. I'm very excited about that. She seems lovely Um, online. We're like Instagram buds. So uh I'm going to read that next. I also have Sally Thorne's Angelica Frankenstein Meets Her Match, which I just got 
uh, it came in the mail during, during my wedding. Um, and it looks adorable. It's based on her, uh, or her inspiration was her little Gothic mini dollhouse. Yes. I've seen it on Instagram. I, it's amazing. Um, but the last book that I read that was amazing was Sonali Dev's The Emma Project. Um, and it's part of her, her four book, uh, kind of Pride and Prejudice series. And it's, it's very good and very excellent. And oh, and also Alyssa Sussman's Funny You Should Ask, which is, I know, like a book talk sensation, but it's, it's great. I really love it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you if you wish to be found? And then I have one more thing to tell you. Uh, I always wish to be found and they can find me on Instagram at Alicia Rye writes. Uh, they can find me on TikTok at the real Alicia Rye and less so now, but they can find me on Twitter at Alicia Rye. Okay. Or just go to my website. That's fine. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I end every podcast episode with a bad joke. Mm-hmm. I have a very specific joke that I'm going to tell now instead of doing it in the outro. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Tell All me. Right. Did you hear about the Indian restaurant that has their employees sign a legal agreement that they won't share any recipes? No. It's their non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> Sarah. I know. It's so bad, isn't it? Oh, groan. Groan, groan, groan. <laughs> I found that and I was like, oh, I have to use that for Alicia's episode. Oh, I could tell it to her while we're recording so someone can hear the groan as opposed to just making groan. the groan noise themselves. <laughs> Thank you for doing a podcast so soon after your wedding. Oh, no problem. You know I love to talk to you. Thank you for being helping solve multiple fires. (laughs) No problem. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I already did the joke. How bad was the joke? Did it make you groan? I mean, it made Alicia groan, so I saved it for her. (laughs) I will have links to all of the books we talked about and all of the places where you can find Alicia in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. And I will link to her Instagram and her TikTok videos if you would like to see her henna up close. It's really gorgeous. Like I couldn't stop looking at her hands, which is a little creepy when you're having like drinks with somebody and you just stare at their hands the whole time. I couldn't help it. It's really gorgeous. And I will link to all of those places in the show notes as well. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. We will see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.